You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Um, I want to continue our discourse on the subject of faith. All right, Ephesians 2 and verse 8. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and then it says, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Uh, so we are speaking about uh, faith this evening. Uh, but it's in the light of uh, saying faith as a grace that God gives unto us. In other words, faith as a gift that we receive from God. Verse 9 goes on and tells us, it says in verse 9, Not of works, lest any man should boast. So nobody can boast when they operate in great faith or powerful realms of faith that it has come as a result of their own works, which means a result of uh, the effort that they put in and uh, they have generated uh, this level of faith. Uh, The Bible says it is a gift of God And it says we are saved by grace through faith, for by grace are you saved, and then through faith, and that not of yourselves, that is, faith is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So let me paint a picture here. If somebody fell into a well, and another person helped that person out of the well. And the way the person did it was to throw a rope to that individual, and the individual held onto the rope, and he was pulled out by that other person who saved the person that was in the well. Answer now. Why are you quiet now? The person that did what? Okay. So the person that threw the rope saved him. You agree? Okay. So you don't thank the rope, you thank the person. Isn't that what you're saying? Abi? You can't thank the rope. How can you thank the rope? Do you come out and say, rope, I thank you for saving me? All right? So the person who threw the rope there, so, so what saves you is grace. What grace gave to you in order for you to be saved is faith. Do you get what I'm saying? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, like the rope is not from you. It was actually a gift that was bestowed upon you. So today I want to look at faith here. I want to explain something as a gift of grace which means that it is something 
that is imparted into your heart by grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7 says, Therefore, as you are bound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love to us, say that you are bound in this grace also. So he talks about the fact that faith, utterance, knowledge, diligence, love, all right, are all products of the grace of God or the might of God at work on the inside of you. Uh, so someone comes in and the person is provoked severely by somebody and that person keeps calm and that person speaks kindly to that person who is very provocative and all of that, trying to stir up an argument and that person just answers in a soft way. What gives soft answers that turn away wrath? What you're going to say is, ah, this person, the grace was really upon this person, was very, or she was very graceful about it. That's grace that is at work. So when someone is doing something that is beyond the human capability of that person, that is way beyond human strength and capability, you say it is the grace of God that is doing this. Uh, Paul said, when they saw the grace that was given unto me, they gave unto me the right, oh, sorry, they gave, when they saw the grace that was given unto me, they gave unto me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go to the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Let's look at verse 8. It tells us, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision or of Jewish people, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. So it's like you went into Paul's ministry and they saw the way in which Gentiles, all right, were being reached in large numbers. They said this is not just by the reason capacity of, of Paul, it's not by the intellect of Paul, it's not by anything natural that this has happened. This is the grace of God at work inside the life of Paul. And so when a person operates in an unusual dimension of faith, this is what I want to show, is the grace of God that produced that faith inside of the hearts of that person. Now, once we take faith outside the realms of God's grace at work inside us, then we get into works. And what happens is people are trying to produce faith and bring themselves into a state where they believe that something will happen in their lives and they're struggling with that thinking that that is faith, and it always leaves us, all right, frustrated. So faith is, is a product of grace. It's not a product of our own works. It's not a product of self-effort. It is grace that is manifested in the heart of a person and is exercised unconsciously. Now, let me say this here. 
when, uh, all right, faith is within your heart, produced by grace, you will be getting uh, things done. That is, there are people on the outside uh, that will be marveling at what you are doing. You will not think those things are difficult. Because they won't be difficult. Do you get what I'm saying here? When Moses came down from the mount, Moses did not know his face was shining. It was people that saw Moses that recognized that his face. But God will never bring you to a place where you are conscious of how strong you are. Do you get what I'm saying? To you, it's just a normal thing. You set an, a goal that just say, let's do this, let's do this. All right? And if that grace lifts off your life, you will look back at what you are doing and wonder at how did I ever do those things I was doing? Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, it can look so normal that you may forget to thank God. But when the grace lifts, then you will know that you are doing supernatural things, all right, right in that place. So it's a grace that just comes on the inside and just, you know, just, it's just at work, all right, within your life there. So those who operate with this faith imparted into their hearts do not think they're involved in something great because it is the grace that makes it effortless. So the grace of God makes that particular thing in the life of that person effortless. Now, we've explained, and let me say this before we go on. What many of us have thought was faith was actually hope. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things, the Bible says, that are hoped for. Now, so there is hope and there is faith. It says these three things abide, all right, faith, love, or hope, faith, and love. So faith, hope, and love, so there is something called hope. And what we felt is anytime you go into God's word and you receive what we've called a rema, which means a specific word from God concerning something, we say that we have faith for that thing, but what we really have is that we now have hope. We now have an expectation that something is going to happen because of something that God has said to you. Now, where God has not said anything to you, what you have is a desire. All right? You can have a desire for something. And there's nothing wrong with having a desire. Three ways in which hope comes is, number one, you express your desire to God, and then God shows you something in Scripture concerning that desire, and an expectation is created. I'm going to give an example now. If you say that, oh, you want me to come and eat lunch in your house, tomorrow is your desire. And then tomorrow comes, and I don't show up in your house, and it's a burning desire. At the end of the day, 
you can't call me and say that, Pastor, you know, you have disappointed me. The reason is that you say, well, if I say yes, why do you mean I've disappointed? I say, well, I desire that you should come to my house, and I did not see you. The first thing I'm going to tell you is, you can't assume that I know your desires. You have to tell me about the desire. Now, when you communicate your desire, and then I give a verbal commitment to you that I will be there, I, it has changed now from your personal desire to an expectation that I created by giving you a specific word. Do you get what I'm saying? If, if I say my favorite food, let's just say this is noodles, and you say, well, because you are cooking noodles tonight, pastor is coming. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah. That's that you can't say that. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah. Okay? You have to, first of all, communicate that desire, and then based on something. So hope is based on something God said. It's an expectation that has been created in you because God said something to you. The second way in which he creates hope is you are in a very serious situation. You need God's help. You communicate. You give him what is called situational report. I need help here. And God communicates what he's going to do to you in that situation. An expectation has been created based on. Now, you may know that God is a good God. He should help me out. But it's when you communicate to him and he now shows you something in his word, which is called a promise, then on that, you can open the book of Psalms and then he says to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am your very present help, all right, in time of need. I will do this. Then an expectation is now created in your heart from scriptures that God is going to move on my behalf. The third is God has something from your life that you know nothing about and he reveals it to you, just like Mary. All right? He came and said, blessed are thou among women, Jesus is coming through you. He can do that. All right? You get close to God, he starts sharing things inside his heart with you. But the point is, an expectation, which is hope, always comes as a result of something that God has shown to a person. So if the scripture says, whosoever gives to the poor, lends to the Lord, and the Lord shall repay him. That scripture has created an expectation, all right, inside your heart when you give, all right? It's an expectation has now been created. If it says give and it shall be given, an expectation has been created that something is going to happen because of something you have seen inside God's word. So that is what we call hope. Now, when the revelation comes, what happens is it creates a conviction in the hearts of people. It looks like faith, but it's not faith. All right? There's a conviction. You know that God is going to do something. You know on the inside that God is going to bless me. You know on the inside that, you know, and people are carrying expectations. But it's not, God, they've not, it's not faith. All right, which means that they look into the word of God, they see things, and they know that, you know, I just know, I just know. One day I am going to, you know, become great. One day stuff is going to happen in my life. They even look at things that maybe other people are doing and have a witness inside their own heart that this kind of thing will happen. They look at the scriptures. The expectation is there, but that expectation can linger on forever. Let me repeat what I'm saying. Forever. 
You can carry that hope on the inside forever. All right? And one of the things that, I mean, people may say what they want to say, but one of the blessings, all right, of Christianity is that, at least somebody saw me, she said to me, all right, she is a person who works with people in emotional health and all of that. She said, in the airport, she said, I want to thank you for what you did during COVID. She said, you gave people hope. Now, said people would have had a mental breakdown, if not for the fact that hope, you see, but hope is not results, hope is just expectation. Do you get what I'm saying here? To be telling people that something great will come out of this, something great. But the thing may never come if the people don't do what they're supposed to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which is why some people say that, say that religion is the problem in the country, that if not for religion, people will have gone to scatter everything, that maybe the country will have changed. That it's religion that is giving people hope. Now, if there was no hope, they would have fought everybody. They would pull everybody, would go to the government house, pull everybody. There's no doubt. But at least people are saying that when there's a castle, there will be a lifting up. Some people say there will be a lifting up. When, when darkness covers the earth, uh, light will shine. They will say that. So they are saying that you are the problem. We are giving them hope when we should be scattering everything. All right? So what happens is that from the word of God, you get hope. But hope is not. Every, please let me hear young people here. Every single person that is 80 years old that looks back and says, I lived a life of failure, hoped. The reason why people don't commit suicide is because they have hope. Do you understand what I'm saying? But hope doesn't change things. Do you get what I'm saying? It keeps you alive, it makes you another boy, it doesn't change things. So, so keep saying that my breakthrough is coming, my breakthrough is coming. It can be like that every year for 20 years. My breakthrough is coming, my breakthrough is coming. Faith is always in the now. Hope is always about it's going to come, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. All right? But you have to get the area of faith for stuff to begin right to happen. So what is this faith here? Mark 11, verse 22, tells us. Now, Jesus had spoken to the fig tree in verse 21, put verse 21, and Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And verse 22, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Now, that's the wrong translation because that's what people have and they don't get results. What it says there is, have you the faith of God? So it was a question that he was asking. Have you the faith of God? There's a difference between having faith in God and having the faith of God. To have faith in God is to believe that God can do something. To have the faith of God is to have the substance that God uses to do it in you. You get what I'm saying? 
to have faith in God is to look at Peter and John, to look at those, the crippled man and to say to them, I believe that God can raise you people and you can be healed. To have the faith of God is to say, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I to thee. He didn't say that I believe that God will raise you. He says, silver and gold have I none. He says, but such as I have. He didn't say that God has. He says that what? I have. So God had imparted it into him. Such as I have given. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. They put something into that man when they spoke. And that's what Jesus was saying. He said, have all right faith in God. If you have it, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he's saying shall come to pass, he shall have. In other words, when he says to this mountain, be thou removed, he releases spiritual power out of his heart to move that mountain. Jesus did not go to the fig tree and say, I'm thinking his heart, or pray that the fig tree wither away. He said to the fig tree, no man shall eat fruit of thee thereof. In other words, he released a substance that caused the thing to wither. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he went there, all right, and released something to make it happen. And what he was saying was, have, all right, the faith, all right, of God. Have it inside you. We explained that there's a difference between believing and having the faith of God. James said, you believe. Demons also believe and tremble. Will you not know, in James 2, 17, 18, will you not know, vain man, that faith, all right, so even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. You may say, thou hast faith, I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, that substance is a substance. Next verse. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well, devils also believe and tremble. Will thou not know, O vain man? There's a difference between believing there, all right, that faith without works is dead. In other words, he was talking here. So there are many people that believe, that believe something. You know, Lord, I believe, I believe, and they are convinced inside their heart about it. Saying this on Sunday, that Kenneth Hagin kept saying this, all right, in his teachings on faith. One time he said, look, I was on the deathbed. The doctor said you had 16 more months to leave. I was going exactly the way the doctor predicted I will go. He said, then I called in for pastors to ask them. He said, because I had it. He said, they kept saying that prepare to die, prepare to die, that all the People that came to minister, they didn't believe in divine healing. They were just telling him, prepare to die. His mother had asked him, what songs do you want us to sing in the funeral? He said, one day he told God. He said, God, I was born with a deformed heart. I was born with this paralysis. I'm a young boy here. 
I have never played like the children I can hear outside the hospitals playing. And they are telling me that you put this on me. He said, God, if you are this way, if you are actually this way, then I'd rather go to hell than come and meet you in heaven because for you to put ailment on a small child. He said, if, he said but I don't believe you are this way, even though this is the way the preachers are saying it. But he said he, he was frank with God and said, God, you have to say something. He said, God said, pick up the Bible and start reading the Bible. He said, he got the Bible and began to read it. He began to see that there was nobody that went to Jesus that didn't get healed. That's when revelation starts coming, when you start asking God questions. Do you understand what I'm saying here? That's why it can't be that, oh, the preacher said it, so that's it. Oh, they said that, so, oh, they told us that that's what they said we should do, then that's it. All right? He said, when he said, oh, and then God showed him. He said, he looked at it, and then he believed inside his heart. He said, if you took a baseball bat and said, and said we'll beat you to death. He said this. He said, do you believe that you're going to be healed? He said, I believed I was healed. He said, but I stayed in that state for eight months, and then one day, I said, God, what is going on? I believe I'm going to be healed. He said, God said, read that scripture again. Read it again. He said, he looked at it and saw, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. And you don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you are saying shall come to pass. You shall have. He said, from that moment, he began to say, I am cured of this incurable blood disease and began to say it out. He said, 13 minutes after he started speaking to it, he was off his deathbed, dressed up and having breakfast. He said, I've spent the last 52 years trying to tell people, I believed inside my heart that God was going to heal me, but I was dying. He said, if they took a baseball bat and they were going to beat me to death, that do you believe? He said, I believed it. He said, but I was not in faith. So I'm telling you that every Christian that fails believes they will succeed. Everything, if they go and ask, oh, I believe it. I said, oh, I believe it. I believe it. Believing is not what they call that faith. If you go and meet somebody, when Peter and Judas said, silver and gold have you not such as we I give unto you. If you went to meet somebody and said, ah, God cannot, they say, well, God can. Why God can? God can. I, I believe God can. But that doesn't mean you have the faith of God. What did Paul say in Galatians, I think it's 2.20? He said, I have been crucified with Christ, just nevertheless I live. He said, yet it's not I that lives, all right, but Christ that liveth in me. For the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith, not his own faith, of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. That is, it is the faith of Jesus that I am using to live this life. So when a revelation comes out of the scriptures, what we have is that expectation. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.